Welcome to Campfire Stories, a podcast for sharing stories of Salesforce Trailblazers. Welcome to a new episode of Campfire Stories. I am super excited to be continuing our BAM series where we are being multipliers. And as a multiplier, there is one name that definitely comes to mind, and that is Stuart Adil. Stuart, welcome back to the campfire, this time as a special co-host. Thank you, Stacy. It's always fun to talk to you and uh, be part of the Salesforce ecosystem and always good to talk to new people, old friends and new friends. Yeah. And we've got a new friend today. Yeah. it's This is somebody that um, has been part of the uh, Minnesota community. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I get to do that I'm very proud of um, is be a leader of the Minnesota community group. And we have so many good leaders um, not only in Minnesota, but around uh, around the world. And a part of that is meeting and learning from all of the community members. And one of the people that I've uh, got to meet over the last year is, is Tony Wynn. Mm. Um, he has been um, somebody that has been new to our Minnesota community group, mm-hmm. uh, but has just... Um, driven right in and Mm -hmm. and uh, asked questions and and been a part of the community and and has uh, led uh, in different meetings in the in the Salesforce Saturday groups and uh, I have just I've been amazed at all of the participation he's done (laughs) and more and more and so when I was watching uh, in the latest Dreamforce and saw um he got to stand on the on the keynote and mm-hmm. and give uh, uh, be part of the presentation and got the golden hoodie. So cool, so cool. I just thought this is somebody I need to know more about mm-hmm. because I, I need to spend more time really learning more about his story. Yeah. So I I asked, would he be part of this conversation? And and Stacy, I asked you if that would be okay. And I'm so glad you both said yes. So, Tony, <laughs> Tony, welcome. Welcome, Tony. We need to get a like an applause track or something to yeah. add in here. We need to, yay! Tony, oh my goodness. I was there in the audience. What a really cool moment. Um, I can't even imagine what was going through your head. You knew you were telling your story. You knew they had done this little video clip uh, about you and in, in your journey. Did you have a suspicion? Were you like, hmm, I wonder? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I do want to say thank you for having me here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, such an honor. Um, I've been following you guys for a really, really long time. Oh, I mean, ever you. since I started the Salesforce ecosystem. So uh, uh, it's, it's great chatting with you guys again. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, the feeling that I had was um, leading up to the event was like nervous Mm -hmm. and a lot of excitement right like I knew I was going last um so I was like I wonder why right like why am I Mm -hmm. going up there for you know two three minutes and I'm one of the last person and then next thing you know you know you see kind you kind of see like a trend of the people that's getting the golden hoodie and it seems like usually it's during the keynote 
So I was like, you know, like I, I, I can't imagine myself getting the golden hoodie. Like, you know, like Stu said, like I'm super new to the Salesforce ecosystem. Um, it's just an honor being on stage in the first place. Right. So like just going into the event, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up there and do just do what I got to do. Um, but the moment I was sitting up in the front and then it was getting closer and closer and closer to my turn, I completely like blanked out. Like there was nothing going through my head. Like <laughs> I was, I'm so nervous. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I guess stage fright, like, you know, like in front of, you know, just talking to people. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up there and do it. And then like, there was nice, like there was nice people like next to me, like cheering me on. And then, you know, I went up there. I'll be honest with you guys. I blacked out for like the first 30 seconds. <laughs> I felt like I was just talking on stage mm -hmm. and I didn't even know what I was saying. <laughs> you did not seem nervous. Then, you seemed right at home and totally comfortable. And then I snapped out of it and then just kind of went you know went with the, the 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 speaking part and then next thing you know this guy running out with the golden hoodie super super fast by the way i was like <laughs> i was <laughs> they, they, I was they like, were sneaking they were like sneaking behind and they had this like thing covered and they did and even on even on the video i was like oh they're really sneaky and they they had we were in all black and they had this like thing covered and and then all of a sudden they like right behind you and then, Tony, look behind you. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was crazy. It was a, a unreal moment. I mean, like, to be honest, I'm still processing everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, up, up, up to today. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. It was, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, um, let me help you process some of that thing. I, I feel like... <laughs> Uh, this is a day in your life. Um, but if, if I think about, I'm looking at your, your history a little bit. And in March of 2020, which is not that long ago, you were managing a sandwich shop in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And, and then a little over a year later, you are a Salesforce expert standing on stage in San Francisco at the largest uh, Salesforce conference in the, in the world. So what's, what's happening? How, how do you go from uh, a manager at a, at a sandwich shop in, in Minneapolis to, to take that journey? Yeah, I uh, sometimes I still like try to take a step back and recap of like everything that has happened in this uh, last year. I felt like it just flew by. Um, it 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 flew by so so fast, right? And I mean the the journey really started during the pandemic. Um, you know when the world shut down. Um, Minnesota shut down, uh, everything was shutting down. And, you know, unfortunately, that's, that's when I lost my job at the sandwich shop that I was working at. And then, you know, at that time, 
um, I was living, I was actually living downtown at that time. And, you know, you, you, I mean, you guys know, like with, with everything that was going on at the same time with Minneapolis downtown, but, um, I had to give up the apartment that I was living at because I can no longer afford to like, you know, continue paying rent because my lease was not ending up anytime soon. So, um, I was grateful enough for the, the apartment to work with me. I was like, okay, since it's like, you know, everybody's struggling with the pandemic, they were able to help me out and, um, you know, not make me finish my lease, you know, or like have a really big uh, penalty for canceling the lease. Um, so that's when I moved out. I, I moved uh, in with my cousin because um, she just bought a she actually bought a place the year before. And I was like, you know, I didn't really know who else I can go and live with. that had like a spare bedroom. So I moved to um she took me in um so i i was living in one of the room in the basement that she uh she had open and at that time i was like you know either i can continue doing the restaurant industry which you know like this is what i know right i've been doing it for the last five years or i can do co something completely new um and technology has always you know like growing up as a kid um i love to play games you know um so, uh, just mess like, you know, so I, I thought about technology that, that was like my first initial thought, right? I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to go into the tech industry, uh, because I feel like the restaurant industry would never be the same again. Um, so that's when I was like, you know, let me do some research and stuff like that. Go back on LinkedIn, start connecting with people. And literally at that time. I'll be honest with you guys, I was just applying at whatever, whatever jobs I can get, right? Um, because I told my cousin that I was like, hey, you know, thanks for taking me in. The longest I'll stay here is like six months, so like half a year. And, you know, I'll be out of here. And then I reached out to one of my friends, um, Christina. She, she At that time, she was the um, director of people at Kaleidoscope. So she helps like hire people for Kaleidoscope. And I was like, Christina, like, you know, you know me pretty well. You know, she's like a big sister to me. Um, what do you think like I should do to like move forward with the tech industry? And she's like, oh, you know what? You should look into being a Salesforce admin. Like you seem like a really good fit at it. Um, so give it, give it a try. And I was like, what is Salesforce? You know, like I know what Google was, Facebook, you know, Apple, never heard, never heard of the word Salesforce in my life. And I was like, what is this? What is Salesforce? So she sent me some resources. I think it was like one of them was like a, a focus on force, like the Salesforce admin study guy. And then the more research I did about Salesforce, I ran into Trailhead. Because I was like, you know what, I can't afford to pay $4,000 or $5,000 or whatever the cost was at the time to skill up and become a Salesforce admin. So I ran into Trailhead. And then, you know, like after reading all the success story that's on Trailhead and like people are actually doing it. I was like, you know what, like if they can do it, maybe I can too. You know, like I'll give this a try. Like what's the worst case that can happen? And... I noticed that a lot of the success story had a similar things in common, the things people are preaching. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it 100% on what they're saying. Give it, give it a go. 
What were some of those patterns that you noticed? What uh, trailhead? Spending a lot of time on trailhead. Um, I think that's really important um, because it's a free learning platform. You know, like it's it's so powerful. Um, the other thing was connecting with the community um, because I know that based on my previous experience and and career, there wasn't something that powerful as a community. You know, I feel like everybody just kind of do their own thing, kind of cutthroat. You do what you got to do um, to be successful. But there wasn't like a community around anything that I was doing. So that was complete. That was super new to me. And I was like, okay, like people were talking about being on, um, you know, going to Salesforce Saturday groups or being on Twitter, um, just different way to connect with the community. I was like, you know what? Like if they're saying that, like, let's give it, let's, let's, let's give that a try. And then, you know, that's when I felt, uh, that's when I found pep up tech for my training. And at the same time, because pep up tech didn't start until like, um, beginning of August. So I had like a few months to, you know, to do my own thing. So, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to use Twitter at the time to lock my process. Like, I use it, it was like a blog for me, right? Like I'm just going to write down what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Now, now, Tony, did you have a Twitter account before you started doing Salesforce? Mm-mm. Okay. That, there are a number of people that I've met in the community. And we when, we'd, uh, when we meet in person, we haven't gone back to meet in person yet in Minnesota. But we'd meet in person. And afterwards, if we went out to, a, to uh, get coffee or whatever, we'd sit around, we'd talk and, There'd be somebody there that didn't have a Twitter account. And mm-hmm. so then we'd, <laughs> in a group, we'd all get around and say, you need a Twitter account. And so we'd help them create a Twitter account as a, as a group. And, and it was kind of like a joke for a while. But then we realized that that person would get really into Twitter and start making connections with other people from California and from New York and then from uh, Egypt and all over the place. And, and it was like, Wow, just that one thing of teasing them about not having a Twitter account, and now they've made all these connections with people from all over the place, mm-hmm. and and now they've got this connection of people that they can ask questions to and, and get support, yeah. and like, did you try this trailhead? And uh, it's just amazing. So I, really, really exciting to hear that you, you got your Twitter account through mm-hmm. the... Uh, wanting to do more in Salesforce. I love it. Twitter really is a uh, amplifier for people on their mm-hmm. career path. I'm sure Salesforce is not the only field where this applies, but it's great. Like you said, Stu, like you can connect with people, reach out to others, um, find out about other virtual events happening all around the world. And even when you're able to meet in person, you're going to, maybe you're going to Tahoe Dreamin' later this month, you don't have to be nervous about showing up in person because you already know these people, right? I mean, how many times have we heard, I feel like I'm walking around looking at my Twitter feed, right? (laughs) At these events. Yes. I've, I've gone to events where it's like, Oh, I know that person. They're kind of a superstar because I've, I've I've read their stuff. I've read their (laughs) blogs and their Twitter posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's really, really cool. I'm I'm sure Tony, you've got examples of that too, of people who, maybe you've reached out to and, and then realized, wow, I've got an excellent connection there. 
Oh yeah, I everybody who everybody who's listening and that's not that's not on Twitter. Please, please go on Twitter. Um, yeah, I scroll back. I'm looking at my Twitter feed right now, and uh, I tweeted July 13th, my first tweet last year. First day of class today with Pep Up Tech goes to hit Trailhead Ranger this week. My goal was to do it in two months. 2x ranger afterward i think so let's go mm. so nice. I, I i i was just you know i was just writing stuff yeah but you know what but you're not of... just writing stuff you're first connecting but second you're ha- setting goals and putting them out there right you know some people have like a a vision board or uh, their you know journals or whatnot and that's exactly what you used twitter for this is my goal mm-hmm. i will hit this level by this date and then you went and you made it happen and so you know twitter is or can be so much more than just a social media platform it's not just talking into the great unknown you're yeah setting a path for yourself and then following that path that you said and i think that's awesome I mean, I think you guys would like this. Is that fun fact? Is that Trailhead, so Shasha and Becky, they discover me and my story because of Twitter. Ah, Larry, because I was just writing stuff on there and being interactive with the community. And then one day, um, I read like I respond to like a Trailhead post, and then next day. I'm talking to Shasha and Becky from Trailhead Marketing. And then next thing you know, I'm sharing my story. And next thing you know, it just, everything just fell into pieces. Um, so yeah, that's that's Twitter. That's Twitter. <laughs> Please go on Twitter. <laughs> Please go on Twitter. I can't say that enough. Um, and then, you know, like being in the user group, right? Like Jeanette Jet. She was in a Salesforce Saturday presentation. That's how I met her. Reach out to her on Twitter. Hey, Jeanette. Um, saw your presentation, whatever, blah, blah. I'd love to chat. Of course, she say yes. You know, sweetest, sweetest person. And then, you know, there's so many people that I've actually got to reach off on Twitter or like LinkedIn. So like Evan Decker, my manager at the moment, reach out to him on LinkedIn, just, you know, at that time, not certified or anything like that. It's like, hey, I'm new. Um, If you have some time, I would love to chat, you know, just to get any guidance or any tips. Um, Next thing you know, he when I got certified, a position opened up at Calabrio. He told me to apply. I applied, got a job, right? You know, I think this is important. So I was not on the main stage at Dreamforce, but I did have the opportunity to speak at a campfire session. And I've one of the things that I was speaking on uh, job seeker strategies, people that are looking to get into or advanced in advance in the Salesforce community. And one of the things that I said was exactly what you're saying that you did is reach out. So when somebody comes and speaks at a Salesforce Saturday, when someone shares a, a blog on Twitter, when someone answers questions in the trailblazer community, when people do these things, reach out to them, um, you know, let them know that, you found value in what they shared, have conversations, mm-hmm. strike up a organic mentorship 
Um, and <laughs> Tony, you're in this group now, people who choose to be Salesforce Saturday leaders, community group leaders, Salesforce MVPs, the um, platform champions or golden hoodie recipients. Like these are leaders. These are people in the ecosystem and we are open and wanting to hear from people. We, we want to answer those questions. We want to chat. And I mean, obviously time is limited. Can't speak to every single person, right? We've got jobs and stuff to do too, but it's great when someone reaches out, but you know, don't hit me up with a, I'm stuck on the super badge. What's the answer? Right. You know, but <laughs> which happens, but, but instead, like you said, um, you reached out to Jeanette with specific things that you wanted to discuss. You reached out to Evan with specific things that you were looking to, you know, pick his brain or, or chat about. And social, right? It's about building these true, authentic relationships with with people, um, you know. And and I think it's great that you're doing that. And now people will be doing it to you. You're kind of becoming famous yourself in the Salesforce world. <laughs> And it's an authentic story. I mean, you've you've got you've got authentic story. You've got um, those connections and those realizations of here. Um, when I started, I didn't know if I could do it, but I, I set the milestones and and if I can do it, I can help you do it. There's there's no reason why I can't turn around and and lend a hand and say, I'm I'm going to help the next person to do, not necessarily exactly what I did but I, I'm not going to make you be me, but I can make you be a better you. Love that. That's This is where we need that little clap. clap clapping <laughs> exactly. Sound. Exactly. Yes. That was great. That was great. Uh, so Tony, your story is a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, just a little over a year, year and a half between finding out about Salesforce and Trailhead to having your certification having what seems like a good job, getting some recognition from Salesforce. It's not just the the golden hoodie. You know, when I, I, I did a Google search for Tony Wynn and then the word Salesforce, and there's all kinds of articles out there, Business Insider and Forbes, where Salesforce has mentioned you several times. As a matter of fact, I think here, this is a fun fact. When I did my Google search, at the bottom, Google says, here's other related searches Right. So related to Tony Wynn Salesforce is Salesforce admin. And how is the best answer selected for a question in the Trailblazer community? Which I think that's an interesting, <laughs> but you know, so those are the things that you're associated with, um, according to the AI that is Google. But, um, but my question is your no, no two journeys are alike. And mm -hmm. one person is going to, have this great moment of, I found out about Salesforce, got immediately into pep up tech, got my certification, you know, hit Ranger, double Ranger certification job, um, it, you know, and all the dominoes fall into place. The next person is going to have three, four years of searching and climbing an uphill battle. So what do you say to those that it's taking a little bit longer for them? Yeah, that's um, that's a great question. I mean, like you said, every 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 journey, every path, every trail is going to be different. 
you, you could take a detour, you could get a little lost, but ultimately, as long as you know where you're going and where you want to go, keep looking for that and keep aiming for it and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I think the moment you give up is the moment you give up on yourself and you give up on uh, Salesforce. So I think as long as you keep going, as long as you, you have a goal, you have a, 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 a place you want to be, a place you want to hit, then, then keep, keep going at it. You know, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because, you know, it, it, it's the journey is also the fun part, you know, like sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, it, 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 you have to sit back and I mean, I, st- I still have to do that. It's like sit back and realize what was your struggle? What have you accomplished? How you have accomplished it? Because that's the only way you can help the next person, right? It's like gather those inner thoughts and, and guidance and hopefully help someone else. Like Stu says, like just help someone else by um, providing those knowledge. So I would say just keep keep going at it because even if it takes you four years, but those four years of experience, once you make it, you're going to get the aha moment. And then you can help so many other people. One of the questions that I've got for you, Tony, is um, when I when I read your LinkedIn bio, um, you referred to yourself as um, the curious George of Salesforce. Maybe maybe I'm reading too much into that, but you gotta tell me more about that. Like, is that how you? approach a problem at work or or a salesforce problem walk walk me through that yeah so like growing up as a kid i have uh people always um call me like quote unquote nosy because i always want to know i always i i always why why does this happen why does this happen or like you know i i i talk a lot when i was a kid you know still do still do um nothing changed (laughs) But uh, I I think I mean the reason why I put curious George is because I I I'm I am curious about a lot about a lot of things right um I love finding answers to things that I don't know like I think like that's just um something natural that I don't know I I love solving issues and and being in the salesforce ecosystem give me that ability because there's no way you're going to know everything and with the amount of time salesforce do releases every single year it give me the ability to keep being curious right like i i can continue and continue going and i'm not just curious about the salesforce product but curious about hearing other people's story and i think that's the that's the great part of it is that I get to be I get to be curious and I get to be nosy. I can be I can ask why as much as I want. And and there's always a story or something that's being told. So um I don't know. I, I just think that's 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 a, I think that's the reason why I refer myself as the curious George. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately I date myself because then, then I think of when you when you start saying I ask uh, all the why questions and I say, well that I think of myself as Columbo, but then, then I say that and I'm like, oh, but there's some people that don't know who Columbo is. 
I actually just watched and, uh, an episode Col- of Columbo this evening myself. <laughs> Did you? Columbo would always ask, it would always ask that last question, like, okay, you said you did the, but, but why, how did you get from here to the, like, I get it. I get like, okay, you, you did the murder or whatever. You stole the, the jewels, whatever. But how, how did you get from there to there? I, I don't grasp the understanding. And so he'd always ask that final question of, but why was your left shoe covered in mud? <laughs> like, it's just, just like out of, and so I'm like, yeah, I wonder about that with some of the Salesforce stuff of, why did they architect it that way? And so that bothers me at night, and then I then I have to worry about it. That does sound like yeah. Columbo, because Columbo always has just one more question. Always, yeah. just one more, just one, one more, more thing. question. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, Stu. I love that you brought that up. Columbo is uh, my husband Yancy's favorite show, and so if we watch regularly, that's <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> I. I have to watch it when, when everyone else is asleep because it, it, it goes too long. Everyone else is like, okay, we've, we've seen enough of this. Can we <laughs> can we turn it to something shorter or whatever? They oh, are okay. long episodes. They are very long. <laughs> but Tony, I'm seeing a lot of my own patterns in what I'm hearing you say. And uh, I'm appreciating getting to know you better. When I tell my own story, I often say that my 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 best worst feature right is you know because we all have those characteristics that people have labeled as bad things and so my favorite of those is that i'm really nosy and if it wasn't for my own nosiness of you know I, I would have never gotten into Salesforce to begin with. You know, it was this rumor that yeah. i'd heard and because i was nosy and tried to explore it uh, i got um thrown into Salesforce back in 2010 and and so it's it's good to have that healthy curiosity we'll call it but in reality i think we both know we're just nosy and that's okay (laughs) yep that's fine i'm I'm okay with that (laughs) i I just want to bring up the fact that um you know like i think i think you know obviously salesforce have a great product right like we all know that there's no denying in that Ah, uh, but personally for me, I think one of the reasons why I'm, I was able to um, continue what I'm doing at the, the, the pace and or, or the, the pace that I'm doing is because uh the Salesforce community, you know, it's like, it, I was, I was reading an article, it's like, oh, when you feel like work, it's not like work and, and what those feelings or what those you know, what, what does that look like? And I was reading through that and I was getting goosebumps because I was like, dang, like every single day, I don't feel like I'm working because if, if, if I'm working, that means I'm working seven days a week and it's been a year now. Uh, because either one, I talk about Salesforce to my friends on Sunday or Saturday and they tell me to shut up or, um, you know, attending user group or, or doing trailhead or studying for certification or, or talking to, uh, talk to you guys or talking to someone, you know, like <laughs> I live and breathe Salesforce. Yeah. It's, and, <laughs> and I love it. It's <laughs> funny how that happens. Um, it's a we disease, were... <laughs> isn't it? It's just awful. <laughs> we were at my mother-in-law's house a few weeks ago, and this was the week before Dreamforce. Uh, at that point, we thought Yance and I were both going. Um, he ended up not making it, but 
between having you know podcast recording and he's learning a new certification, so he's learning a new skill, so that his company has um, like study sessions in the evening to help people that are working on this, and and then every break that we got during the day, I'm asking him what's you know how things are going for him. He's asking how things are going for me, and we're talking about it in the evenings, and it just and his mom's like all you all do is work. This can't be healthy. You don't understand. Amy Opplinger coined a phrase a few years ago, and it's Sal, Salesforce as a lifestyle, right? It's not software as a service. It's Salesforce as a complete lifestyle. I think she hit the nail on the head with that. And it, it really is like you've been bitten by the bug and people think that we're a cult or a uh you know network marketing scheme or a pyramid scheme Pyramid's or something team. and they hear salesforce and are like oh, i'm not trying to sell stuff stuff I'm like no it's it's no it's not what it is <laughs> yeah it's it, it is a lifestyle mm-hmm. i like how you said that because uh i i respond to one of trailhead tweet and i was like being a trailblazer is a lifestyle because it totally. really is well, yeah, and I, um, I go on walks with my 10-year-old. 10, 10 we go on little uh, walks around the neighborhood, and, and he'll say, Dad, you just you sit at your computer and you just look at Salesforce stuff all day. You talk to people about Salesforce. Is it all, is it all about Salesforce? I'm like, well, yeah, someday you may understand. I, you know, some, some people watch baseball games every day and every night and just sit and, you know, sit at the TV and watch baseball. And I, I don't do that. I don't watch baseball games, but I watch Salesforce videos and, and read books about Salesforce. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I mean, it's, well, but it's, it's, not just just about, I, it's just what I do. I mean, Salesforce, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, flows and the new release and, and but it, that's not all the content that they put out. And I, I really, really admire Salesforce, the corporation, because of how much they have taught me about being a better person, being a better human, being a better ally, being, you know, a better leader and it, you know, better time management, like just in so many different ways. It's not just about, hey, come learn our system and be a better techie it it really is about the whole person you know from mindfulness to management to the software piece as well i'll have to agree with that one 100 yeah it's not just about it's not just about the technical that they teach you about everything and anything you want to learn so tony it's only been now a couple weeks since you got the golden hoodie and you're probably you're probably still kind of organizing your brain from all the Dreamforce stuff that you learned. But have you been have you been approached uh, from people about um, now? What are you going to do now that you're a Golden Hoodie winner? Is is there some some big project or something that you're that you're thinking about doing? I'm trying to, to do whatever I was doing before, whatever that was, and uh, just really just continue doing that. You know. Um, Trying to stay as true to myself as possible. Uh, don't want to, you know. I think don't want to stretch myself too thin. I would say. It, it, people asking questions. Uh, some of the most, some of the best um question that or like you know people coming up to me at Dreamforce, 
there was two individuals that stood out to me and I, I felt like the message was delivered because what they say to me, um, one was a student uh, at Pathfinder. Uh, she was like, you know, like, feel like giving up, you know, whatnot. But after hearing your story and how fast you were able to, you know, achieve this, it gave me a boost to continue doing what I was doing. So that's one of the that's one of the things that I was trying to accomplish in my my speech was was one of, that was one of the point right. The second one was um, be like Evan Park. Um, one of a consultant. Uh, firm owner came up to me and was like, I never would have considered anyone completely new in a different industry and hire them brand new and onboarding them and teach themselves first. So seeing you accomplish that from like a you know being in a restaurant industry or whatever and how fast you were able to, how fast you were able to do it changed my perspective about that. And that was the second thing that the really big uh, point that I wanted to make was to for for people to give other people chances, right? Um, so those two pretty much what stood out to me in in terms of like people asking me other questions and stuff like that. Um, not really, just a lot of LinkedIn follower uh, follows and and ad and um and, and Twitter <laughs> follows. So that took me like a few days to catch up on. Um. You said you're going to keep doing what you've been doing and you're volunteering um, back with um, Pep Up Tech, right? And then on LinkedIn, it looks like you're also a Trailhead mentor as well. Yeah, so Trailhead uh, Fall Cohort just started again. Uh, so I'm helping teaching the class. So I try to at least do it like four, four hours a week because um, each class I think is like two hours. And then if any student need help during office hour, I will hop on and, and you know, um, do that. So trying to maintain that at the same time. Uh, Trailhead, they they were doing a Trailhead mentorship circle uh, trial for, uh, for, for a while, like three, four months. That just stopped. Um, so we were wrapping that up. And then I applied for the, you know, just being the individual, like the standard one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, mentorship so that's again so trying to you know you know just trying to balance everything um it's definitely hard finding time to do tra trailhead stuff earning more badges because i've been i've been wanting 3x ranger for um a few months now really close and it's kind of hard finding time to do that and also getting another certification so but i'm i'm at the point where i'm like you know Certification be nice to have. I can always get more cert, right? But like, I think helping people—that's that's that's what I want to do, and that's where I want to focus a lot of my time and energy. So if I do find time on my off time where I don't have to do that, then um, you know, I can tackle on other stuff. But yeah, just just been doing those things. <laughs> yeah, and I think you hit a point where you stop being what I lovingly refer to as a badge collector and Trailhead is there and again you can do the if there's a quest or a new collection that comes out that's really intriguing um because you're passionate or interested in the topic. 
right? Then so Trailhead at some point just changes and takes on this whole different flavor of a kind of ad hoc as needed learning platform versus I'm going to you know, study as much as I can on this so I can get that certification, or I'm going to study as much as I can so I can learn the platform in general or hit a certain rank. So, you know, um, so you've just leveled up to the next stage of using Trailhead. And uh, I think it was Cheryl Feldman that said that she's the queen of unfinished badges because she'll start one, learn what she needs from it, and then move on without necessarily ever finishing it. And you know, and that's okay. There's nothing that says that, you know, you, once you get the knowledge that you need, that's, that's your objective, right? So then that gives you time to pursue your other passions. Like clearly you're very passionate about uh, sending the elevator back down and, you know, helping people get back into the community. Yeah. I never thought about it like that, but uh, that's an interesting thought. I never thought about, you know, I didn't think I was going to hit that wall, but maybe I did without knowing. I don't know. Or not a wall, but a part of my career. Yeah, I, I love the conversation you said you had at Dreamforce with uh, um, with the, the consultant who, who was talking about, you know, bringing up new people. I, I think I saw on LinkedIn a, a meme that's going around of a hiring manager looking at someone brand new, and, and they said, well, I don't have the qualifications to – to get this job and the manager says right you don't so let's hire you so so you can like there's a point in everyone's life where they don't they're not a master at anything so let's bring them on and train them and get them some experience so you can become a master at something and um, yeah i've really really enjoyed hearing that story yeah, and I think that's the that's a great thing about Salesforce, right? It's like you can never be the master of anything, uh, unless they just stop making release and everybody knowledge kind of like catch up at one point. But that's, that's gonna never happen. gonna happen. <laughs> no, that's never that's never gonna happen. Uh, so I think and I think from a technical perspective, everybody, I feel like sooner or later, if you there's gonna be a big if here. It's like if you want to keep learning, you will we all will be at the same point one way or another, maybe take a couple of years or so. Um, but in terms of like who you are as a person, what you believe in, what your morals are, um, what you truly care about, those things are just who you are as a person and what you're born with. Um, so I think those are important traits that um, hiring managers or whoever's hiring need to take into consideration about. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, the character, the attitude, the aptitude, the willingness to learn and grow is is super important, and it will supersede knowledge. So you can teach people Salesforce, obviously. Um, and with, what, 9 million jobs coming over the next six yeah. years, we... <laughs> I like. I noticed on your. I think it was. Your, I don't know if it was Twitter, or LinkedIn. I was kind of cyber stalking you before this. You're like, there's room for everybody. Come on in. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I did write that. <laughs> That's a lot of jobs, isn't it? Because I think it went from like mm-hmm. four point two. Next thing you know, it's like nine point something. I was like, if I can be part of that, even like percentage point zero zero whatever. I'll be happy with myself. It sounds like you've already been that for others. 
those two. I know one thing that um, I, you know, like you guys are asking me, like you know, about the golden hoodie. I I, I mean, what is like being the MVP, right? Because I know that uh, I know that MVP is like the VIP access for Salesforce. Like, there's a this that's the title. How 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 does it uh? How does it feel to be like an MVP or like you know keeping that status? Because I think they they can revoke it um, if people don't vote you back into being MVP. I, I believe or something like that. Yeah, I, well, I can I can kind of give my uh, story. Um, I I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that I even was uh, nominated. I I was on a holiday with my family uh, in Germany uh, at the time, and so I I honestly didn't even know it was going on um, until I got some text messages from um, some colleagues and and friends of mine saying um, you should be checking your email right now. And and so I finally got to a place where I could check my email and and got the notice from. Uh, Salesforce saying um, you've been selected as an MVP, and and you have um, some f 48 hours to return this email and let us know. And, and um, I just I sent a message saying I, I can't. I, like I'm in I'm in Germany and I'm I'm on vacation. I I can't look at any of these things. And um, so they had to get back to me when I returned, <laughs> returned home. Um, so I, I was very um, confused as to um, how and why I was selected and, and the whole process uh, honored, um, totally honored and blessed that, that they would recognize. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel the same way that you do about the golden hoodie. I, I am going to go on with my life and, and do the things that I would normally do anyway, which is I, I, I want to give back to the community. I, I lead the community groups uh, and help out where I can. I do a lot of uh, volunteer for um, the, the days that, um, that I'm being asked to volunteer for and, um, and help reach out um, when I can. So um, yeah, I, if, if, if what I do is, is uh, worthy of, uh, Salesforce to recognize me, that's fine. Um, and someday they, they may have a different set of rules and recognize people in different ways. And that's fine too. It's, um, you know, it's not up to me. Uh, I, I'm going to continue to, to do things and, and continue to learn and continue to grow and, and, uh, appreciate people like, like you and Stacy as part of the community and, and, and try and, uh, encourage you and, and, um, and guide you as well. So that's, that's my, that's my, I guess my uh, transparency on that one. Yeah. I think the hard thing is that, you know, like Stu said, there's no, we don't know why we got nominated or even beyond nominated to actually being selected. Um, and it is absolutely an honor. But then I also look around at the just countless people that are doing some really amazing life-changing things. And I often think, why me and not them? And it's a great thing that this community is so full of just really, really amazing people that there is no way to recognize everyone. 
um, and and I, I'm sure you feel that a little bit with the golden hoodie also that there are other people that are doing great things that are giving back that are uh, hip up tech mentors and and have incredible trailblazer stories and I love that Salesforce has a spirit of celebration of recognition. Um, and of appreciation for all that that people are doing in the community. And it's just, it is unfortunate that there's just not enough recognition to go around. And so I, I'm incredibly honored. And every year when it comes out, I'm four years in now, Stu, I think was a year ahead of me. And um, every year when the announcement comes out, I like double, triple check. I'm like messaging people. Do you think it was a mistake that they put me on the list? You know, cause there is this kind of like disbelief, uh, because I see just so many amazing people out there. And so I just, I, I do what I do because I enjoy doing it. I have learned through this pandemic, especially that when I let my giving back slow up, like I've, we have not been as active with airing and podcast episodes, you know, life and pandemic and things just got hectic and I miss it. It fuels me to be able to give. And I mean, yeah, it's time and energy, but it's also replenishing at the same time. So you just take this honor and do the best you can with it. Uh, so I try to then pay it forward in any way that I can by nominating people when the time comes each year for MVP nominations. And that form is not a quick and easy one to fill out, but we do it anyway. And, and to have people on the podcast and to retweet when I see, you know, great messages and, um, and just try to help elevate and boost and lift up others so that their voices can be heard as well. That's awesome. I mean, I would never have thought that I'd be talking to two MVPs today, right? Like a year ago, I looked back. I was like, you know, you got that's that you guys are like the um, Grammy Award winners, or you know, like um, there's not there's not a lot, you know. And it's like, oh, you know, like just just having the ability to uh, to talk to MVPs or you know anyone like that was. Uh, that's something I would have never thought I would be doing today. Um, yeah, but looking back but, like last year, so that's crazy. Well, you can reach out to us anytime, and and anyone listening to this podcast, you can reach out, mm-hmm. reach out to us anytime. Don't don't feel like you need to be a stranger, because um, we're willing to answer questions and noodle on some ideas and mm-hmm. and uh, think through problems and whatever. I I'd be open to to a virtual coffee over a Zoom meeting any day. Absolutely. And I mean, we're just people the same as, I mean, you were on the stage at Dreamforce and you're still, you know, you're just a person uh, trying to do your best in the Salesforce community. And I mean, look, we're on this virtual campfire and we're in our bedrooms and our kitchens and our home offices and we're all just people. And like you said, you reached out to Evan, you reached out to Jeanette and what a difference that made for your career. And it's the same for, for me, for Stu, for you. 
And, and so, yeah, that is the message to the listeners um, that are with us today at our virtual campfire is reach out, reach out to Stu, to Tony, myself, to our other guests, um, to other MVPs, other golden hoodies and yeah, make those connections, ask the questions, have virtual coffee and you don't have to talk about Salesforce. You can talk about career, you can talk about life, you can talk about, um, you know, zoom meetings i don't know like just anything and just get to know people it's it really is a community like you said tony it's just a community of people connecting to one another so and speaking of tony if someone is wanting to reach out to you what is the best way for them to connect uh i would say both linkedin um and twitter uh, i try to be a pretty responsive on those two uh, for for now, we'll see what my um, bandwidth will be in the future. But I, I'll try to get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, uh, at SF Tony N, uh, both for LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. SF Tony N. I like it. All right. And of course, Stu. Yeah, so. Similar to Tony, I was laid off from my job in 2015, and that's when I started to uh, really get into the the Salesforce ecosystem and, and training and made milestones for myself to get certified, to get badges, to really understand how Salesforce works at a really deep level. And at that point in time, I set my Twitter handle to Salesforce Stew. And it has remained there. I have not changed it back ever since that time. But that that was where, um, similar to Tony, that I, I said, nope, I'm I'm going all in in Salesforce. I'm going to study and and change the Twitter handle at that point in time. I like so the alliteration it of it. It's Salesforce too. I like it. Yes. I like it. And Stu's episode from where he visited us previously at the campfire is also available on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to this episode. Um, his is an eyes wide open story with Stuart Adil. So um, Stu, thank you so much for coming back to the campfire and chatting with us today and for being a multiplier and bringing Tony along because Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to chat with you and getting to know a little bit more about you and your story and definitely looking forward to connecting and staying in touch and watching your journey just continue from here. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs>